If you ask me, nothing stinks more than when your husband Dutch ovens you with a big, ripe, juicy one and then holds your head down under the covers. Except maybe body odor. That's why I'm excited to tell you about Lumi whole body deodorant. Lumi delivers outrageous 72-hour odor control everywhere from your pits to your feet and yes, even those private parts. As a special offer, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code and link. Use code BUNNY, B-U-N-N-I-E, at lumideodorant.com. That's L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. You guys know I absolutely love Lumi. I rock it everywhere I go. I work long hours. So if I'm doing like a podcast run or if I'm out at one of my husband's shows or just overall anxiety ridden and I'm sweating, Lumi has saved me so many times, especially a toasted coconut. I feel like it masks my odor a little bit more and especially that right armpit that always smells like beef stroganoff. If you know, you know. Once again, as a special offer for listeners, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that equals over 40% off their starter pack. Use code BUNNY, B-U-N-N-I-E, for 15% off your first purchase at lumideodorant.com. That's code BUNNY, B-U-N-N-I-E, at L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T dot com. Hey, babies, this is Bunny XO, host of the Dumb Blonde Podcast, and I want to talk to you about the free iHeartRadio app. Did you know that you can listen to all your favorite iHeart stations across the country on the iHeartRadio app, and it's free? Download all your favorite episodes so you can listen on the go. They now offer a super cool feature called TalkBack, giving pod fans access like never before to their favorite hosts, as well as the opportunity to submit questions influence future episodes, and more. Download the iHeart app today and don't forget to listen to my weekly show, The Dumb Blonde Podcast. Is this thing on? All right, gentlemen, coming to main stage next, this is Bunny. Get up there. She's got a tornado of titties coming your way. Get those dollar bills ready. She's got an ass that shakes like Michael J. Fox. So get up there and throw, throw, throw them dollars. Dude, that is fucking iconic. (laughs) What's up, you sexy motherfuckers? Welcome to another episode of Dumb Blonde. Today, we have a breath of fresh air. I was just telling them off camera that I tried so hard to dig up dirt on them, and I couldn't find one thing, and I was thrilled about it. Danae and Mandy Hayes. How are you guys doing? Good. So Thank good. you so much for having us. I'm I really am happy we don't have any dirt. <laughs> yeah, I know. Because I haven't tried digging and I don't want to. <laughs> no, I mean, it was, a, I was just, normally I just have to do like a little Google search mm-hmm. and then I can find something and I couldn't find anything. So I was like, yes, it wasn't on the first page. I don't have to fucking go any farther. Yes. <laughs> How are you guys doing? Good. Probably exhausted. We've done nothing for a year and one month now of house remodeling. So. Dude, tell me about this. So Mimi was telling me you guys bought like a 1920s house or something like that tell me about 1990s it. house 1990s okay bought it and everything was original the bedroom was still pink the bathroom was pink like bubblegum pink what's wrong with a pepto no. bedroom? Uh, it was it was it you know i can have a pink moment yeah i can, I can appreciate a pink moment but that pink was 
dusty. Yeah, I hate that. Yeah, and the carpet, so we have... Just ashy-ass paint. Yeah, like you can smell the moths. Oh, no, I hate that. Moth balls. Yeah. I hate that. Uh, So even like the carpets, my gosh. Yeah, we had to get somebody in there to sage the house like on week three because Mandy was like, I swear somebody has died in this house. And I was like, Mandy, it was built in the 90s, not the 20s. So then she made me call the realtor Talk to the realtor, and she's like, "No, ma'am, nobody has died in that house." Oh, <laughs> and they have to tell you, right? Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you guys have just been working on this house for a year. That's got to be like just so fulfilling and frustrating yeah. all at the same time. Yeah, you know, Mandy's really good at interior design. Mm-hmm. Me, not so much. Like, I bought a pickup truck just because I wanted the excuse of a pickup truck, and right. I wanted to be able to say that I needed it to like haul stuff to the dump. <laughs> um, but does that... does she actually haul stuff to the? Oh dump? yeah, oh, oh yeah. 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 I'm like the hauler. She's like, queen. let me go take my truck, baby. I'm yeah. Like, oh, okay. Meanwhile, Mandy's like, pick. <laughs> Here's the persona coming out. <laughs> she, I know the gay the gay stereotype. But Mandy's like picking the paint color, going to the stores. Like she's. God, she's thriving with it. I'm I'm exhausted because I I don't find any of that all too fun. Yeah, you're but, like, I just want to rest. Yeah. yeah. When is wanna... it gonna be done? It's like 80% done now. Yeah. We just have some bathrooms left, but other than that, we've renovated the entire house, which I has love been that. wild. Yeah. You know, I when we first moved here, we moved here from Austin mm-hmm. and we put a house under contract and it was a brand new home and that was my decision. And then some stuff happened to it, so we fell out of contract. And then Mandy found this house and i was like how the hell did we go from brand new to my like great grandparents just moved out of this house and we have <laughs> who to... shot grandma's cat? <laughs> right and we have to completely redo it so um but no it's been really reward rewarding and uh watching mandy because she thrives in that element Aww. like she loves design and whatnot but it's been fun watching you do yeah. it. Do you feel like it's been like a task that has kind of brought you guys together as a team? <laughs> ah, divided and conquered or what? I've found that Danae cares about the things that I don't, and I care tremendously about the things that she does. That's so a it's great been really team. nice. Yeah, yeah, that's been really nice. Yeah, we've definitely had to work on our communication skills. <laughs> I love that though. So I can't wait to dive into you guys' love story, but I want to find out like kind of about you and your childhood and you and your mm-hmm. childhood and then when you guys met. So if we can start, like Danae will start with you you okay you're from alabama right yeah tell I, me about that i was born and raised in a really small town in alabama like um just super rural i think it was like maybe a thousand people i went to the same high school that my grandparents went to and i would oh. eat lunch underneath my dad's graduation photo in the cafeteria oh. like a, yeah like a real true southern mayberry style did everybody have a graduation photo or just dad nope everybody did. everybody did. everybody okay. that's how small gotcha. the school was that's crazy <laughs> um so yeah, it was just a really tight knit community, and um, everybody knew everybody. My parents were pretty well known. They both had businesses in the town, and um, I was like the star athlete. I ended up going to play softball at the University of Alabama, and that's that's just kind of was my niche was softball. That's what I was known for. Um, but I, when I was like eight years old, I I crawled in bed with my mom one day. She was taking a nap, and I started crying, and she was like, "What's wrong, baby?" And I was like, I think I like, I think I like Cassidy. And she Aww. was like, well, of course you like Cassidy, baby. She's your best friend. And I was like, no, I think she's really pretty. And my mom was like, well, she is really pretty. I think my mom was like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> and uh, so that went on for about two years of me having those conversations. And then um, when you, I was. Did you always feel like that even before you spoke up about it? Oh, Were you always just attracted to women? 100%. Yeah. It, it's, it was as natural 
as a thing. I, I had never heard the word gay. I didn't know what the word gay meant. Um, and, you know, this was back in the 90s, so there wasn't a lot of exposure of right. gay people. Um, so it's not like I was conditioned or exposed to gay. Right, right, right. Um, it was just a feeling that I had that was as natural as, you know, a little boy thinking a little girl was cute. Yeah. And um, But then when I was 10, I, uh, I had those feelings got more and more and and then I um you know tried to have those conversations with my parents and they weren't keen on those conversations Mm. so I didn't have anybody to really talk to well I mean point blank I didn't have anybody to talk to when you say they weren't keen was it more of like them just like trying to hush you yeah or was it like them just like we don't want to talk about it right now at more at that point because I was so young um it was more of just like Let's not talk about that right now. They probably thought you were going to grow out of it. 100%. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I was super tomboy. You know, I I raced dirt bike. Not race, but I, you know, ride dirt bikes. I wanted to hunt. I wanted to fish. I'm like the epitome of every Luke Bryan song you've ever heard. <laughs> right. Um, and uh, so I think they always knew I was like super tomboy, but they were hopeful that that wouldn't change my sexuality for whatever reason, even though he you know, I couldn't change that. So when I was 10, I started to develop extreme obsessive compulsive disorder. And I now know that that was my body and my mind trying to give myself some sense of control Mm -hmm. since I had no control over my thoughts and and no control over just how I felt. Mm -hmm. And so I was going through the whole spiel of obsessive compulsive disorder from the ticks to the counting to the Um, one of my biggest ticks was I would have to tell my parents at nighttime about 20 to 25 times, I love you. I love you before I'd go to bed because I was afraid that they were going to die in their sleep. So I just severe obsessive compulsive. So at that point, my parents were like, we need to take you to a counselor, a therapist, uh, to get you some, some help. So I just remember at this point I was like 10 or right at 11 and we went to the first counselor and my mom was like, we're going to get in the car and we're going to go see this doctor today and he's going to help you. And uh, it's funny because I think as a kid, you, you, your brain kind of cartoon, like they, we, we cartoonize if that's a word, but we characterize, we put these things as cartoons where like, I thought I was going to see this magic man that was going to like, like the wizard of Oz. Yes. (laughs) Like he's going to do this potion and I was going to be fixed. Um, And so my dad was driving, my mom was uh, in the passenger seat and we went and we saw this guy and we went into his office and he was like, why do you think you're here today? And I just said, well, you know, I have all these weird ticks that I do. And uh, my, he asked my parents, like, what was the deal? Like, why do you think she does this? And they said, we don't know, blah, blah, blah. Well, then he asked my parents to leave the room and, and he said, Danae, you know, go into depth with me. Why, why do you think... Why do you think you have to touch the doorknob 10 times or tell your parents you love them 20 times at night? And uh, I said, well, I think it's because I have a secret. And he goes, well, what's, what's your secret? And I go, I, I think my secret is that I like girls. And he goes, well, why do you keep that a secret? And I was like, in my head, I was like, is he trying to get me in trouble? Because I know I'm not supposed to talk about this. And I said, well, I think I, it's a secret because I'm not supposed to talk about it. And he goes, but why can't you talk about it? And I said, because it's wrong. And I just remember this guy looked at me and he smiled. He had such a warm smile. And he said, um, Danae, there's nothing wrong with whether you like a boy or you like a girl. There's nothing wrong with that. And mm-hmm. I just, it was like this weight was lifted off of my yeah, shoulder. And I just, I just felt like 
like my chest could take a deep breath again. And I just you remember. Felt I heard. Yeah, I felt heard for the first time. And I went and I got out in the car with my parents. It was like a consultation type meeting to see if this was going to be a good fit. And it wasn't a good fit because mom and dad did not think it was going to go that way. So, yeah, so I, exactly. So I'm sitting out in the back seat and I'm smiling really big. And I just remember my mom like propped her arm on, on the rest and she turned around and she goes, so how did it go? What, what do you say? And I said, um, he said, there's nothing wrong with me liking Cassidy. And uh, my mom hauled off and punched my dad in the shoulder. And he said, I thought you booked a Christian counselor. And my dad said he was a Christian counselor. So that was the first time that I realized you can't like girls. I still didn't know what the word gay was. I just knew it was a feeling that I had. Mm -hmm. And it felt like who I was. Um, But that was the first time I realized, okay, well, this Jesus that my mom and dad speak of and the church that they take me to, I don't have a place there if I'm the way that I am. So it developed severe uh, religious trauma and spiritual trauma. Um, so then about a week later, they took me to another counselor. Oh, sorry, I get so upset talking about this no. stuff. And not in a bad way because I want people to hear this, but it's just, it's like sends vibrations in my body because it's like a child shouldn't have to go through this. No, people need to hear this. And I, too, grew up in a very religious Southern Pentecostal household mm-hmm. where it was either you are good or you're bad and you're going to hell or you're going to heaven. There's no in-between. There's no energies. There's no, like, he, like it's literally just fear-based. 100%. And people need to talk about religious trauma more because a lot of issues in children you know, from our generation, stuff that happened to us is because of this, the fear that our parents instilled in us. 100%. And the types of relationships you find yourself in as an adult is yeah. 100% derived from, you know, the trauma you go through as a, as a child. Absolutely, but, yeah. um, so the next doctor that I went to, it, it was a form of conversion therapy, which mm. is like, you know, I, I just can't imagine taking my kid to that, but what is, for people who don't know what conversion therapy is, what what is that? Conversion therapy, there's there's different, uh, I think severity levels of it, but there's like conversion therapy camps where you can take your kids to to essentially pray the gay way. It's all religious based mm-hmm. therapy um, where you can do like physical exercises and emotional exercises to rid the kid of homosexuality. Um, my therapist was a psychiatrist, so he could he could prescribe medication. Oh, no. um, and so when I was 11, I was taken to this guy and um, he just, you know, would sit me down and teach me ways to uh, suppress those gay thoughts um, all in the name of Jesus. And so the thing that stuck with me for the longest was um, you can think about robbing the bank that's not a sin, but to rob the bank is the sin. So he would pretty much say, you know, you can think about these perverted thoughts, which anything woman on woman, idolizing another woman or lusting over another woman is perversion. If I, if you're a woman, Mm -hmm. same with men on men to him. So, um, he, he would just talk about, you know, you can think about it, like just let it be in your head. God's not going to judge you for what's in your head, but you never act on it. That's and then, terrible to tell a child, right? That you're already going through, um, you know, obsessive compulsive disorder, and now you're being told, yes, you can think these thoughts, but you just can't act on them, right? It's like dangling a carrot in front of a, you know, a rabbit. Just right. Not like you can have it, right. but you can't. 
And my obsessive compulsive only got worse. Of course, because you're suppressing so much stuff and just pushing down how you're really feeling. Right. And then uh, later, a couple of appointments later, I was then put on Zoloft at, at mm-hmm. the age of 11 to just zonk you out. I guess if you're zonked out, you can't really Act have any thoughts any, or yeah. you don't care about how many times you touch the fucking doorknob. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, We're not laughing. No, at no, no. We're I not laughing it. at people who take Zoloft. No, 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 no. I get it. I get it. Uh, that was me though. I was uh, put on Zoloft and yeah, I mean, it helped. I mean, I, I guess, you know, if I shot a couple of glasses of whiskey, I wouldn't want to touch the doorknob that much. Right, yeah. Whenever um, I drank, I, my OCD disappeared because right. I was shit-faced, so that's why I was a fucking binge drinker for 20 years, but right. it's a whole other story. So mm-hmm. you're 12 years old. 11. And 11, yep. and they put you on Zoloft. How are you? How's your relationship with your parents right now? Like, are you starting to resent them, or do you, are you still in that mode where, like, what mom and dad say is right? Um, so I don't have a relationship with my mom. I haven't for going on since 2018. So it's been about five years. Mm. Um, whenever Mandy and I got together, that she was like, she was my second. Um, she was my third relationship with a woman. I had a relationship for the first time when I was 18. So I fucking robbed the bank when I was 18. Yeah. <laughs> I went in there, <laughs> You're like, guns are blazing, you know? Yeah. Was that your first? Oh, yeah. That was your first. That okay. was my first. Um, Through this all, though, you were playing softball, right? And like, Yeah. Because I did see that you were like a softball star. Which is like, you know, just living in a chronic gay club. <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. I'm like, Mom, I was the shortstop on a softball team, okay? <laughs> like, you had to have had an inkling about this. Yeah, I think Mom's in denial. Oh, yeah. 100%. So I haven't spoke to her in five years. My dad and I have the best relationship. He's my mm. ride or die. Um, my dad holds, which I've I've tried to release this for him just through conversation, uh, but my dad holds a lot of guilt about that. And, and, um, but him and I, we have climbed that mountain together and I would go through it again if it led me back to the relationship I have with him now, cause no. it's so strong. He understands me. He has so much empathy for me. And at the end of the day, I just asked him, why would you let your little girl go through that? And, um, he just said, baby, I thought I was protecting you. Mm. He's like, you know, I wanted you to make this decision when you were older and I didn't want you to have to go to elementary school or middle school in the deep South of Alabama where there's just mostly country white folk and have to live through that. I would rather you be able to hurt and suppress, suppress that as a child. So you don't have to deal with outside opinions Mm -hmm. and then move, move on from that. So I How get was it. that going to school and knowing that you were? Did you ever date any boys? Yeah, I tried to. I, uh, Sorry, I didn't mean to laugh. <laughs> I mean, me trying to date a boy. It, yeah, I did. Who <laughs> I did. I dated this one boy for, I think, a year, and then I dated another guy for three years, maybe. God, it was so awkward. Three buddy. years? Yeah. I was... mean, you were really hanging in there. <laughs> Girl. You were trying to so convince was... yourself. That's Girl, what was, was happening, right? The, the last day before <laughs> before we ended it uh, was the summer before I was going to Alabama to play softball. And uh, this is like the most Alabama redneck story ever. <laughs> but he was like, he called me on the phone. His name was Jesse. 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 He said, hi, baby. <laughs> 
Does he have chew in his mouth? <laughs> yes. I, I can hear the chew. I can yes. hear it. <laughs> yeah, chew in his mouth and a big old lifted Tahoe. Oh, no. Uh, and he, he said, hey, baby, can you come over to the farm? It's like 11 o'clock at night. He's like, I got to talk to you about something. It's been eating at, eating at me. Oh. And I was like, okay. Well, Jesse knew. Jesse knew. <laughs> I said, well, I'll come over there in a little bit, Jesse. So I met him over there, and we were sitting out on his tailgate in the cow pasture. I mean, like, y'all, does it get any funnier than that? <laughs> and I said, well, what's wrong, Jesse? He said, I just got this feeling that when you go off to University of Alabama, you're going to find a girl you like more than me. Oh. I was like, oh, damn. <laughs> I said, Jesse, I am not a lesbian. What are you talking about? I I cannot believe you would accuse me of being a lesbian. You know, like I'm trying so hard to like give off this, this straight persona. <laughs> Tell was, me Jesse's DM'd you since then. I've been like, mm-hmm. uh, no, he hasn't. But his <laughs> wife follows me on TikTok, there which is go. hilarious. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> which is hilarious. So, uh, yeah, no, that was, I should have, you know, just cut, cut ties with him for his own mm-hmm. sake. So he could have went back and tried to. That's a good him. man though. At least yeah, he was I, like, you know what? Let's call a spade a spade. Like, we know yeah. what's going on He here. really was a good guy. And I think that, I think he probably knew. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think he really did like me because I, I think I'm not, this sounds so conceited, conceited <laughs> but I think that to like every straight guy, minus the fact that I'm not very girly, I think I'm like every straight guy's dream because I'll go hunting with you. I'll go fishing with you. Yeah. I'll play basketball with oh, you. Oh, no, you're their dream. Yeah, I'll beat sure. your ass on the golf course. My, my husband has a thing for lesbian women. Yeah. He loves them. He's just yeah. like, I just love them. Like, Jesse Lawless is right up his alley. We had <laughs> we had a friend named Rochi. We used to make her flash her tits all the time. Because you guys always have the best racks, dude. Like, it's, no, oh, well, I made Jesse flash I, her tits I, when she was I here. Think I, I miss that department, Bunny. <laughs> I, I don't think, uh, yeah. I no, I straight dudes love lesbian women. Yeah, because um, it's like a, I guess it's like a fantasy or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like a kink, I guess. I don't know. what it, one, of the, one or the other. Um, So, you went to college. Did you break up with Jesse? Or you know, I'm did you cheat Jesse, on Jesse? Jesse cheated on me. Jesse, you son of a bitch. You <laughs> we were liking you, dude. You son of a bitch, Jesse. <laughs> we were liking you, Jesse. <laughs> I'll give him a pass, though, okay. because um, I, I think he knew the end was coming. So he was right. just trying to get ahead of it. Right. Yeah. He was just trying to get ahead of it. But yeah, I had to my get first... over somebody, got to get under somebody else. <laughs> that, that whole 100 <laughs> Yeah. 100%. So, uh, but no, I had my first girlfriend when I was 18. I went to college in August, and I think uh, we started dating in October. In October, so so like you know, three months to. How was that though? Were you finally just like finally I get to fucking be myself, or mm. no? Were you still you were still? No, it was just I think I chose the wrong person. Oh, to no. <laughs> Damn it! I, think I chose the wrong person to pop that cherry with. But we've um, all got to kiss a lot of frogs. Yeah, princess. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I learned a lot in that relationship. I I, I learned how to navigate through shame. Aww. I wasn't the best at it. I didn't fully overcome that. Yeah. Um, I think I'm still overcoming that childhood shame that was instilled in me. But it was Mm. the first time where I robbed the bank Mm. and was like, you know what? I'm here to live another day. Jesus still loves me. I can still talk to Jesus. My dad, I called him after the first time I ever hooked up with that girl. I called him on the phone. I tell my dad everything. I love that. So you and dad were already, were you and mom's? Mom didn't know that I was gay. Uh, I called my dad. I had never spoke to him about being gay again after conversion type therapy. And then I hooked up with this girl. Yeah, it was a long time. Uh, But uh, yeah, so I called my dad and I was like, dad, 
just hooked up with a girl. And he was like, what? And I was like, yes. I was like, oh my God, dad, I feel like I'm going to hell. I hooked up with a girl. And he was like, well, do you feel, how, how, how do you feel bad about it? And I was like, I don't know, dad. I just, I feel really, I'm kind of good about it. I just it. feel really weird, dad. Can't wait to do it again. Yeah, I, was like, oh, you know, dad. I was like, I'm having some weird emotions, which now looking back, this would be like a straight person hooking up with the opposite sex for the first time at the age of yeah. 14, going to first base or, you know. This was kind of like you're coming out. 100%. Yeah. This was my first time ever having that feeling of fireworks exploding yeah. when you're hooking up. You and not too much though, right? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. No, honey, no, honey, no, honey. No, no, no. You're the whole thing. This is like <laughs> a sparkler. <laughs> I was waving a sparkler. A wet sparkler. <laughs> a wet sparkler. Oh, Barely God. had a flame. There you no. go. Yeah, Good. but yeah. So he was just like, "Well, you know, if you don't like it, don't keep doing it." And I was like, <laughs> "That was dad. That was dad's one fishing, yeah. one fishing reel." Out, was, you know, didn't start to stop. So. <laughs> uh, no, she was my first girlfriend, and then we broke up after three and a half years, I think. You like to hold on. Yeah. Yeah, you're glutton for punishment. Huh? I'm a family woman. Buddy. Yeah, they, what can I, say? I love that. Okay, I gotcha. <laughs> um, yeah, so it, it took a while to actually actually you know hook up with yeah. someone and that was the same sex as me but all through college you pretty much you know got to be who you were yeah you weren't having to hide anymore right 100 all in relationships i am like the worst hookup person ever i've never had like a one night stand or i try to have them and every time they end up in relationships for fucking seven years i tried to do that with my husband he was like no bitch we're making a five-year plan locked and loaded <laughs> yeah. yeah i'm like the, oh, i'm so i'm so bad at one like I'm so bad at one night stands. I've never even had one. That's how bad I am. <laughs> yeah, you try, but they just end up in relationships. Yeah. yeah. So it's like I end up dating them for three and a half years. And with this one, though, it was like, no, we're, we are forever. 100%. Ah. I knew the moment I met her. I literally, the moment I had a, my first phone call with her, it was so weird. It was like euphoric. I was like, she's going to be my wife. I was like, Aww. she's the hottest. She's beautiful. She's the hottest person I've ever been around, like, ever seen. No, she's gorgeous. I Thank looked at her, you. I was like, damn. Thank you. Is she cute? Is she cute? Oh, Manny, it's your time to shine. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about you. Where'd you grow up? Um, I grew up in Orange County, California. Okay, so, yes, yeah. okay, so you so guys have different. the same dynamic of Jay and I. I'm from the West Coast. I'm from mm -hmm. Vegas, so yeah. I got me my little hillbilly over yeah. here, too. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So, I, it's weird, because I always told my mom when I was growing up that I was going to live in Tennessee and have a ranch. And yeah. thinking when I was little saying that, I was going to with the cowboy you're manifesting yeah <laughs> yeah so i'd be your huckleberry baby <laughs> it's weird he'll though. be your jesse yeah he'll be your jesse. <laughs> um it's weird because i grew up in california and grew up in orange county specifically but i didn't have your stereotypical orange county life like right. my mom is like a i don't know how to describe her like a she's hippie like, she's like a hippie but at the same time same time has like really traditional values Aww, so and she's like accepting and loving but anyways um yeah I I grew up with three brothers my parents split up when I was five and mm -hmm. my stepdad he was always present but I never had like a solid father, father figure that I could go to and like you know or feel shame from or anything like that um but growing up with three brothers I had to have tough skin for mm -hmm. sure. oh yeah for sure yeah and I was the second to youngest so I had two older brothers one younger and I was just misindependent mm -hmm. like I I would take no shit from nobody <laughs> and I think it was because my brothers like always looked at me as like an equal and then um we grew up in Orange County but wasn't wasn't 
affluent like all of my peers. Right. If that makes sense. Like all of the people that I was around had like this godly life experiences. Oh, for sure. Orange that, County's yeah. very ritzy. Yeah, but yeah. my mom was so humble and she would like designer things, makeup, anything girly. Like my mom is the biggest tomboy and it's yeah. funny because like I had to teach her how to put on makeup. Yeah. You know? So like it was like I grew up with five, six boys in the right, house and it was right, just right. me. <laughs> um but I've always been super independent and I um I remember I was 12, maybe 13. And my mom taught at my high school and I would go over there, walk over there after like middle school so she could take me home. Mm -hmm. And the senior boys would always flirt with me because I looked like this when I was like in seventh grade. Wow. I had boobs. I I was very mature. That's hard. You know, people don't talk about that though. Like when you're pretty, you know, top heavy or even have an ass on you at such a young age, you get sexualized by everybody. Yeah. And it was adults kids like yeah. it's weird yeah. it's a whole weird thing and it was very strange for me because I'm just a little kid at that time I was like what 12 yeah. 13 and I remember these boys making these comments like sexualizing my body mm. and I'd be like what is going on you know yeah. and these were the like dudes who ruin it for yeah us. <laughs> and always they're just yeah. always a fucking thorn in our side <laughs> Yeah, and then and then that made me feel very insecure about my body. Aww. So I would always hide my chest, always hide my body, always like be very modest, and I still am very modest. But it was from like people always commenting on my body and my looks before even knowing my mm. name, you know. Yeah. And so that was like really hard to then understand like self confidence, self worth. And I remember my first boyfriend. I was not my first, but my first like solid relationship because you have boyfriends when you're like sixth grade and you like yeah. hold hands one time yeah um but <laughs> my solid like meet at the first, lockers yeah like or look at each other from across the yeah room. it's like yeah we, we're dating yeah exactly um, but i remember my first relation like solid relationship i was with him for three and a half years and i was a freshman in high school and he was a freshman or sophomore in college again i Hell no. So you like them older. Yeah. I would have beat your ass. Daddy issues 101. Yeah, exactly. Um, And I remember thinking like, oh, this is like, this is just what I'm supposed to do. If I look like this, this is who I'm supposed to date. You know, I'm supposed to like be in line. I'm supposed to act mature. I even had a job when I was like 13. Mm. You know, I like played grown up since I was a young girl. When's your birthday? January 7th. Capricorn, Capricorn. That's why yeah. I'm January 22nd. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It's that fiery little energy. Um, but I just remember in this relationship, it was just like a thing that I thought I had to fulfill rather than a thing that made me feel good. Mm. If that makes sense. Like yeah. I, I don't, I don't know how to describe really my child. I feel like I have a lot of holes in my childhood too. Cause I just remember feeling like I was grown up at the time that I was like 12 Right. And then I just felt grown up from then mm-hmm. on. You know what so I mean? So you didn't really get a childhood. Yeah. In in my own kind of mind. You know, like I, I played college softball. I did all of the things that I guess any of my peers did. But I just never felt that way. Right. And when I was a, I guess I'm really jumping around. <laughs> but when I was a junior in high school, my best friend made a move on me. And I was like, oh hell yeah yeah <laughs> I, like, I think that's when everybody has like their first girl girl experience yeah like high school mine was when i was in kindergarten but <laughs> i was yeah. always i was always ahead of the game you know yeah. um but yeah like that's normally when you start yeah. fooling around and 
because I was so independent, I found like God by myself. My mom never pushed religion on us. She's a very like she can quote the Bible back and forth. Right. But she always is like, you're going to have a relationship with God, whatever that looks like to you. I like love that. that. Yeah. Which I loved so much. And I would go to church by myself and I would worship by myself and I Aww. like would have my relationship with God <clears throat> by myself. And so when I figured that I liked girls, it was like this internalized homophobia that I was like, there's no way, Mandy. Like, there's no way you can be like this because you've always been the pretty girl. You've always been the mature one. You've always been the one that all the boys like. You've always been the the girl, you yeah. know? Like, you can't now be gay. So you didn't feel like you were into girls even as a child? You just started noticing no. them in junior high after Truly, you Truly, I just wasn't in into people. High school after you. Yeah, I just wasn't into really people. She's <laughs> like, I fucking hate people, right? Let's, let's be real yeah, here. Yeah, <laughs> because... It was just like I wanted I wanted control of so much and I felt like I had control of like a, like nothing because yeah. I just always felt grown up and yeah. boys gave me attention. So I was just like, OK, yeah, you know, like it was never like, a, oh, let's go seek somebody out. Right. 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 And that sounds so conceited, but I just truly no. I was mature. And of course, if an eight year old boy sees a girl with 36 D's, they're like. <laughs> That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah. So, Me too. I had that problem. It's so, rough living with big boots like this, babe. Yeah. So just, <laughs> you just looked at him like you've never seen that. She was like, "Am I missing something?" Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Uh, so yeah, I just had extreme internalized homophobia because I was in Orange County. People think that California is super open-minded. Yes, it is. But you also have this precedent that you have to be an OC girl. Right. You know, and if you're blonde and pretty, you have to fall in line to looks before brains yeah, type of it is mentality. That, that was the hardest thing for me moving to Tennessee. And this isn't a diss towards Tennessee women at all because yeah. the women are beautiful. But on the West Coast, women are so much more look obsessed mm -hmm. than women are out here you yeah, know so totally. when I first moved out here I used to always have my hair my makeup done now mm -hmm. I literally run around looking like a vagabond unless I have fucking podcasts yeah. you know whereas before I wouldn't I wouldn't even go to the grocery store without a fucking full face of makeup yeah on. it's yeah. like a whole different way of life out there yeah, yeah and it's and it is like the level of vanity made me feel like I had to be a part of mm -hmm. whatever that is yeah um rather than like find my own individuality and like be proud of who I am and I felt like I had a lot of soul searching after high mm -hmm. school when I went to college because I went to college in Seattle where Seattle anything goes you yeah know? and so it's like um, so different even though yeah. it's like right above yeah. you know it's just so different yeah and my mom and I are very close and my mom was like do you like your best friend and I was like absolutely not why would I do that you know internalized homophobia <laughs> I'm like F I'm a guy's girl like what are you talking about and so I lied to her for a good stint and it finally she was just like Mandy stop yeah like you're this is ridiculous like stop like just own up to who you are I love you regardless but you doing this is creating so much more just chaos in your life and that was the moment in my life where I'm like it's not about my mom not loving me it's about my mom not wanting me to hide who I am and being Aww. unapologetic and I of love course, that your mom's like that yeah that is so awesome. same like, yeah. same but I also we grew up in a time where it what you you didn't see it on TV and stuff, of course. Right. Um. So on the softball field, it was like Nobo Lesbos and like Dykes on Spikes and like hearing all this commentary, you're just like, I don't want to be the Dyke, you know? Right. When I'm like, who cares? Yeah. Who well, cares? Mandy and I, not to take up your space, but Mandy and I, we are very different than 
I think the media shows the LGBTQ community. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just. This is before the media. Totally. But I'm, I'm saying like now, Mandy and I, we don't lead with, yeah. oh, we're part of the LGBTQ community or, oh, we're, we're lesbians. We just want to be Danae and Mandy. Yeah. And because we want people to see us for who we are. Mm-hmm. And um, I think people are so pressed to be put in a box yeah. that they right. box themselves yeah. in. That's, and that's what I felt like yeah. I was doing as a kid because like, I didn't fit in with anybody. Right. Like I didn't fit in with like the eccentric people that like were doing their own thing. I didn't fit in with the OC housewives, but I was kind of in this middle place where like my identity was like by myself, right? you know? And I, when I went to college and I told my mom like, this is who I'm dating. It's funny because I actually went to Seattle University and my girlfriend in high school went to University of Washington. So we like lived 10 minutes away from each other. Just so happened that it worked out that way. And so I just at that point was like, you know what? I'm not coming out. I, ref- I refuse to come out because I don't feel like it's it's not because I wasn't going to be yeah. open about it because I refuse to feel like I need this coming out story when I'm 18 to tell people who I like. I was like, I'm just telling people who I like. And so I have this Capricorn energy where I'm like <laughs> if you don't like me like f off Go type of thing yourself, but yeah. like this is my life and I'm gonna start con- taking control of it and so when I went to college I just started posting my girlfriend like everyone posted their boyfriend yeah you know on, on Instagram and I remember that like that was my coming out there was That's like a very real... bunny move yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm like I'm not like I, why do I have to have this whole coming out process of me calling up my best friends like, yeah hey I have a girlfriend yeah and I just think you were normal. just owning who you were yeah. and whoever d- vibed with it vibed. And if they didn't, they could just fuck off. Right. Yeah. And so when I went to college and I just was somebody that had a girlfriend, it wasn't, oh, well, Mandy, oh, she's the gay one on the team. It was just like, oh, she is a girlfriend. And like, that's what I. Aren't there lots of other gay yes. girls on the soccer yes. team? Okay. But and that's they just why don't we have to talk out? about. Yeah. They don't come yeah. out. Okay. Yeah. And um, <laughs> so. Yeah. It's a it's a tinder fest out there. Just, <laughs> oh, my God. Just, uh, just bunches of lesbians. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> um, so in college, I dated my girlfriend. And then I got out of that relationship, started dating guys again, and just figured out who I was. Mm-hmm. And. People always ask, like, are you, like, a straight-up lesbian? Like, who who do you like? And I'm like, why does it matter? Right. Why do I like, need a label? Yeah. Why do I yeah. need a label? Why do you actually care? Yeah. And why do you? Why do I need to identify myself by the sexual pleasures I have? I couldn't agree more. Yeah. And yeah. It, so it just infuriates me with that, that we've gotten to a place where it's supposed to be all accepting and all-inclusive. And it's like, oh, but, but the boxes will are shame tiny. You, right? Yeah. But people will shame you if yeah. they don't agree Unfortunately, with it. I think it comes a lot from within our community. Yeah, I I agree. Our community wants us to identify as something so that we can cast our net out and show that there's a lot of us out there. But then if you don't identify as one thing or your angle with which how you speak or present yourself isn't going to, you know, cast all of your light and energy on the LGBTQ community, then they get upset with you. And it's like, wait a minute, I'm not not proud to be gay right but just like i'm a former softball player i don't shake your hand and say hey i'm danae i won a national championship at the university of alabama right like who the fuck cares (laughs) right you know what i mean no i'm saying it is impressive i I saw that whenever i googled you that's a huge part of my identity i worked my ass off to do that yeah 
but it's also this big of actually who I am as a person. Right, absolutely. Yeah. So I'm not gonna shake your hand and be like, hey, I'm I'm Danae, I'm a lesbian, uh, this is my wife Mandy. I'm just gonna be like, hey, I'm Danae and this is my wife Mandy. Yeah. And uh, and that's why you don't see a ton of just, you know, yeah. LGBTQ this, LGBTQ that, no, although we're that. proud of it. It's yeah. not that we don't want to shove it down your throat. It's that that's just not a label that we want yeah. on, on us all the time. I think you guys will reach more people by being who you guys are than just screaming LG, you know, B, how, how, let me pronounce it right. LGBTQ. TQ. Yeah. I yeah, always girl, get it a, wrong. It's yeah. a whole sentence. LGBTQ <laughs> instead of pushing that down people's throats. Yeah. And, you know, I think people would look at you guys as role models, you know, especially yeah. young girls that are coming up that are dealing with what you guys, you know, you guys both have two separate stories, but, mm-hmm. you know, either position yeah. can look at you guys and just be like, you know what? I think they're really fucking cool and I want to be like them. I don't want to have to put a label on what I'm doing or tell people who I yeah. am if I d- don't want to, you yeah. know? So I think that what you guys are doing is amazing. It's, it's pretty wild because like that was obviously my story. And when we met, yeah, let's it, get it to when you guys polarizing. Uh, how, yeah. how far into college were you guys? We actually met after college. After I, college. I, what did you guys go to college for? Let's talk about that really quick. I went to college for telecommunications and film. Okay. And I then, went for PR. PR, okay. Yeah. yeah, it all goes hand yeah. in hand. Too. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's why I can't find any journal. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So just kidding. I, um, I'm, I saw Mandy on Instagram back in 2016. She just popped up on my Explore page, and I thought she was the most beautiful thing ever. Explore page on Instagram? Yeah. I love that. Yeah, but I was still in the closet. Yeah. Um, I had never publicly come out. My dad knew that I had girlfriends, but yeah. my mother didn't know. So when you were, when she was out, she was out at the University of Alabama, but right. not anywhere else. Like yeah, like when, my teammates and you, knew and yeah, stuff but like yeah. that. When you moved back to your hometown, it was back in the closet. Yeah. Aww. I was living with my mom pursuing. Yeah. Um, so our mom and dad divorced? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I was living with my mom uh, pursuing real estate. She's a real estate agent and I wanted to do real estate. So I was living in my hometown with my mom and uh, I stumbled across Mandy's photo and I was like mm-hmm. oh my god she's so hot yeah but she then is. I was like eh, I don't know if you she's... guys are both hot no I appreciate that I would like to be a fly on the wall in <laughs> <laughs> that 1990s house that you guys are I just thought she was super beautiful and I didn't know if she was gay or not and I didn't know if she was like in women but she saw I, I played softball, so there was yeah. a there was, yeah, a there was hope. Yeah. Well, you know, she's at least been around some lately, so <laughs> we'll see if she yeah. likes it. But yeah. uh, I followed her; she didn't follow me back. <laughs> then I unfollowed her. Why didn't you? <laughs> I followed you, her. She again. got in her feelings. Yeah, I didn't know who she was. I was like, okay. Cool. Uh, also, <laughs> like you know, Bunny, I. <laughs> You know, you you said I was cute. I wasn't all that cute back then. Uh, I, I needed to, you know, have like a little bit of a glow up. So. Oh, I think we've all gone through glow yeah. ups. I needed the glow up. And uh, so I followed her back again. After the glow up? No, girl. Okay. This is like two weeks later. <laughs> you were like, I'm still thinking about this. <laughs> I am not going to let her go that easy. Yeah. I was like, well, you know. When's your birthday today? Um, Valentine's Day. Oh, you're an Aquarius. Yeah. Okay, awesome. I'm an Aquarius. <laughs> Aquarius, yes. I love that. Um, so I was like, well, I'll follow her back. So I did. And then finally, I guess I called her attention and she hit me with a follow. And uh, yeah, she was commenting on my photos. 
And she was offended that I didn't give her more love back. <laughs> but How very could... Aquarius of you. Yeah. <laughs> what could she have said to uh, my comments? I think it was like, I like your leggings. It was bad. <laughs> yeah. It was bad. Yeah. Uh, uh, thanks. Yeah. Got, Thank you got so them much. on Amazon. Yeah. yeah, literally. But she slid in and I was like, okay. When she whatever. slid in, what did she say? I think actually I laughed in one of her videos. So then like it sent me like a laugh emoji yeah. so then i said something like we just, it's go time yeah, yeah. <laughs> i think we were talking Here about like go. working out or something like i have no were idea. you guys in the same city no, no okay. i was in birmingham alabama okay. and i was in california okay okay, okay. Yeah. gotcha yeah so um you know got like stretched out and I was like All right, here we go <laughs> sent her a couple of really stupid stuff back <laughs> yeah. i i look back and i, I cringe but yeah. apparently it worked she liked it yeah. so. well i'm also the person like either i'm going to or i'm not right you know like and so when she was like flirting i guess she was like (laughs) (laughs) it was was so bad i love you so much but you have so much more game as a married couple you were talking about horses you got swag you have you have developed the most attractive swag but back then (laughs) maybe we were talking about horses you said you like horses so i was just trying to talk about what you want to talk about okay so she slid in um and she got drunk on new year's and was like hey just let you know i like you i'm like obviously and um, i actually told her i told her i was straight she said i said she was like what are you doing i was like were you just playing hard to get okay yeah I was like, so what are you doing? She's like, I'm listening to a Sam Hunt song. And she goes, he's so Not hot. Yeah. I was like, fuck <laughs> off. Like, I don't even care. I was like, what? I was yeah. like, you know what? I said, every noodle is straight till you get them wet. So yeah. that's all I'm always like. You know what? That's a pretty good yeah. fucking. I validate that. I would have been like, swoon. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Like, fine. Love that. So she then was like, I'm just kidding with you. Yeah. Meanwhile, funny it was New Year's and I was out partying and I went to my first ever gay club that night in Birmingham oh, called The Quest. And if you've ever been to The Quest, no. it's like a porta potty with <laughs> oh, neon no. lights in it. Oh, it's disgusting. Awful. Sounds like a good time. This is what I was doing the first night we were talking sexy to each other over the phone. Ooh. Was I... Also, you guys exchanged numbers. Oh, yeah. It went from the... De- the Wait, so the wet noodle thing got I, the number. I may have skipped a couple of parts, but... because <laughs> it was on Snapchat. Nobody wants to go back to Snapchat. Oh, I hate Snapchat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm say something. If a woman ever came up to me now and was like, let me get your Snapchat. Nope. Yeah. Disgusting. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, I feel the same way. Yeah. Disgusting. I like but... I didn't even know. Still I was partying at this, this gay club with a bunch of my friends and this guy comes up to me and he was like Danae and I was like do I know you and he's like we went to high school together so we took some photos together and partied for like two hours and then the next morning I wake up and I'm looking through my messages to see what kind of stupid stuff I've sent Mandy because I was intoxicated yeah Yeah. (laughs) intoxicated (laughs) and uh I have all these messages from people and they're like Danae why would you why would you go out partying with that guy? And I'm like, why? And they were sending me news articles. Apparently this dude had just murdered his kid and was out on. I just got goosebumps. Yes. And was out on however that works. Not parole, but waiting for bond or whatever. Oh my. Had bonded out. God. So yeah, I was partying with this, this murderer. So she calls me up being like, hey, guess who I was partying with last night? I was like. 
who are you again? I was like, what are you talking about? And you're telling me this story. And I was like, who are the people that you hang out with? We had not even met in person yet. I was like, point. babe, I promise you, this is not my crowd. This guy found me. I was with my old college friends that I went to college with. All of them were straight, but they were like, oh, today you want to go to a gay bar? And I was like, yeah, sure. And then this guy approached me. So I don't know if that was the universe saying, you know, like never you, go back to the porta potty with neon lights. Yeah, I don't know, but or Danae, don't be dumb. Yeah. So then Mandy, I think. God, what her, if he was trying to like kill you? And yeah. He just didn't even realize it. Girl, he dodged a bullet that night. Maybe. God. Maybe. Danae attracts some weirdos. I do. <laughs> like, I, I like. You're I, so sweet, and you trust everyone, and it's <laughs> terrible. I get obviously she's kicking <laughs> it with murderers. But I think that was like the first time Mandy was like, wow, she's really immature. And I was. Yeah. I was. <laughs> and then the mother instinct in her kicked in. And she's like, she's let like, me go take care of her. Yeah, right? exactly what right? happened. I was like, um, if we're going to do this, I'm going to fly to you right now. Yeah. And no, literally, like two weeks later, I flew. And I was like, if, if we're going to actually talk more, I want to meet you. Yeah. And we met. And then I was like, damn it. Aww. Damn it. As soon as you got in her energy, huh? Yeah. It was like, like instantaneously. I was like, does this... this this is this is what love is, Aww. and I hate it because you live in it's Alabama. In his face right now, she yeah. said. Yeah. <laughs> I guess the horse talk really did work. I yeah, it did. But no, I gave up. I think really, it was the murder. Yeah. Just, just added yeah. that flair, you gave know. Off, I just gave off really immature energy at the beginning of our relationship because I had never been in a yeah a relationship so, I cared about. So Aww. when we got together, it was not only growing up different, but we were also in two different places in our life. Danae had just started her real estate career. She's still living with her mom or her parents. And I had already lived in New York City and had a career in PR and marketing for interior designers and architects. I had lived in Switzerland. I had lived in Seattle. You're very well Yeah. And I, yeah. so I was like finding my place. And I had like a really great corporate job in Orange County at the time. And so when we met, I was like, what the hell am I getting myself into? <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm selling $80,000 houses out in the middle of Alabama. Hey, at least you're selling them. Yeah. Like, Girl, I, you know? Yeah, I was. Yeah. And so fast forward, I was like, after we met, I was like, I'm all in. I don't know why in hell I am, but I'm all in. And so I moved to Alabama. It just took a chance. Oh, you yeah. moved to Bama. You didn't yeah. move to Nashville first. You moved yeah, to no, Bama. Moved to oh, girl. She went straight to Alabama. Yeah. How and was that? I had never been in the closet before, mm. but oh. I was slammed shut into a closet. Oh, no. So there was, was that was the year that we lived in Alabama was the hardest time in my life personally, but also our relationship. Oh. It was rough. It was, I had also never been around people that knew experience of like conversion therapy or conversations where their parents didn't love them for X, Y, and Z or pushing different ideologies that Jesus hates this person and Jesus hates that person. Mm, yeah. And so like that for me, like it was, you were so, it was I, so different cause your mom. Yeah. And it was mm. eye opening. And so when we were building our life in Alabama, I physically hurt so much because she had no idea what unconditional love was. Aww. And I remember seeing this and I was like, I'm going to fucking fix this, Aww. you know, like and I'm going to, I'm going to make her feel it, you know? And I remember Aww. the first time we actually, Prior to me moving to Alabama, because we had did long distance for like 10 months after the first time we met, I um, she had a very traumatic experience with religion growing up. And I had a good experience with religion and my spiritual, you know, relationship with God. And the first time that we met, I didn't make her, but I asked her to watch a service with me. Mm -hmm. And so like that was her first experience with God 
in a same-sex relationship being present and like that was the foundation of us kind of healing together it felt like um just felt like it just felt like a full circle moment in a way of god giving me his stamp of approval like i know you hurt really bad danae as a kid but i promise you you're right where you need to be because i I had just, at that point, before I met Mandy through Instagram, which was so not like me, I've never Mm -hmm. sent anybody a flirtatious message. At least I don't think. Your soul. Unless it came across. Yeah. It just felt, everything with Mandy and I's relationship has felt like a divine intervention. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you find this broken, broken, lost, shameful person living in Alabama, and you find this very mature, just full of abundance, ray of sunshine living in California. And God somehow manages to connect the dots and doesn't allow anything to get in the way of us coming together. Mm. Um, and I always say that Mandy is my saving grace because I'd hate to know where my life would be at had I not met, met Mandy. I just and, love you guys. <laughs> this is we so sweet. You. No, this is like, this is amazing. She just, for the first time, I know my dad has unconditional love for me. Yeah. I think it what he what he allowed to happen as a kid. Again, we've we've walked through that, but for the first time in my life, Mandy just she could have easily she's so beautiful, she's so smart, she's so intelligent, she's so kind. She could have easily already found somebody that was in a great state that could have elevated her. And instead, she saw this broken person and she saw some, whatever she saw in me, potential or what. That's you. But she, she loves you. She just grabbed me and threw me a, a life raft and was like, climb aboard. We're going to go through hell together in a gasoline suit. But when we come out on top, it's going to be the best thing we've ever done. You are deserving of love and you're deserving you. of her love. You Thank know? you. And she sees something in you that she just wants to consume and you know you guys both love each other and when you love it's how it was when i met jay i've never dated a big boy ever and when i met him i was like that's mine yes. <laughs> that's my i'm a stick beside him yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. like yeah. it's just when you know you know and it's yeah. it's not even anything that us physically can control it's yeah. literally a spiritual thing it's right. a yeah. spiritual level it's a soul contract that we yeah. had before we even came here. And I don't know if you guys believe in that stuff, but no, I do. No, 100%. Can we talk about what happened with your mom? Was it the relationship with you guys that kind of pushed it? Yeah, you know, my... Um, to the edge? My mom, I try to have so much grace for her and so much empathy because I know that was her first time being a parent. Mm. And I know this is her first walk of life at least in the body she's in today Mm -hmm. and so I try to have a lot of grace with her but you know there comes a time where you do have to be selfish um and unfortunately you know I hated that I can't have a relationship with my mom my mom just uses a lot of religion Mm -hmm. to justify her hatred Mm -hmm. and um I, you know, I was just reading through some text messages between her and I back in 2018, just to, cause sometimes I, sometimes I can, I can convince myself that I'm a bad daughter. It's just that, you know, you're like, well, how can your own mother not want to have you in her life? Well, it must be you. Cause no mother walks away from their kid. So, you know, I'll go back and read the messages and then I'll remind myself like, okay, it's clear as day tonight. You did everything you could. But I said to her in these text messages, I said, um, 
I worship a very loving God. I said, that's God loves all, you know, come as you are. He says like, there's, there's nothing you could do where God could turn his back on you. I said, and I think you worship a very angry God and a very condemning God. The Jesus Um, I worship hung out with hookers. So right yeah. you know 100 yeah like and he so everybody and yeah. loves everybody jesus was a capricorn too but no when when i came to my mother and told her i said you know i i'm going to spend a weekend with this girl that i met online she's my girlfriend because mandy and i were already calling each other girlfriends for you you just met. finally at that point we're just like i just want to be honest yeah. Yeah. I just, I was cooking egg whites in the kitchen and she walked in and I said, she goes, what are you doing this weekend again? And I was like, now or never, baby. One, two, three. I'm going to go see my girlfriend. I rented an Airbnb on the lake. Uh, she drives a BMW. <laughs> <laughs> my mom was like, what? Uh, and I was just doing everything I could to try and make Mandy look really appealing. Right. I was like, she's got a great job. She makes X amount of money. She drives a BMW. She lives in Orange County. Like all these things that I felt like would lessen the blow. Mm. Um, and so it was very weird, Bunny, because like at the beginning of our relationship, my mom was like, I'm not going to say she was on board, but she was very nice to Mandy. I'd bring mm. Mandy around. She was very kind to Mandy. She would ask Mandy for uh, decor advice for her home, how to do her hair, how to do her makeup. Like Mandy's the girl's girl, right? And then... I started posting some stuff on uh, Instagram where it looked like we could have been in a relationship, but it wasn't very clear. And I remember my mom was like, you need to take those things down. People are going to get the wrong opinion. You know, the ladies in our real estate office are going to talk. You need to take that down. And at first I was like, okay, well, you know, I'll just go light on the posting. And then I was like, no, wait, you're putting more shame on me now. Like you're, you're just brick by brick. You're adding more shame to me again. And, and when I was grown at this point, right, I was 24. Yeah. Um, and so when she thought I was being defiant, it put a huge strain on us. And it got to the point where my grandmother on her side sent me this huge packet in the mail to our apartment. To our apartment. And um, I opened it up and I was on a walk by myself and I, I grabbed it and I opened it up and I was like, oh, somebody sent me a gift, you know? Mm-hmm going through it and it's all of these brochures and scripture of this local church to where they have rid yourself of homosexuality meetings and it was from my grandmother and I just I just broke down and I went and jumped in the car it just gets to a point where it's mean yeah Mm -hmm. you know like you're literally this is your child you know and you're just trying to break her down as a human and it hasn't worked since she was eight years old you know so why would you continue to keep trying to hurt your child that is something within your mom that she needs to heal right Mm -hmm. and and I called her after I grabbed that package and I was bawling and I was like why is she sending me this stuff like why is she trying to hurt me this is hurtful like you just said and I just remember she said well honey you and Mandy are like alcoholics you're just addicted to each other. And until you can break that addiction, it's never going to go away. You need to turn to the Lord. And I went home. I wept. Like, I'm never going to get that picture out of my head. I wept. It was like. It was a release probably. 100%. I had all this built up trauma in just every cell of my body. And I wept and I looked at Mandy and I said, we're moving. I don't know where. 
I said, let's move to Nashville. And she was like, I think we need to be further away. <laughs> she's like, let's, I said, let's go to California. And uh, Manny just looked at me and she's like, my little Southern baby just wants to move to California. Holy shit. Yeah. Within a month later, we had packed up and we were on the road to California. Yeah. And we moved to California and lived there for two years. Mm-hmm. How'd you like Cali? I am a Southern girl through and through, so I need to be in the South. Mm-hmm. But I, it was like a two-year vacation. Mm-hmm. I woke up every day without knowing a single soul out there. Yep. And I was able to dress the way I wanted to dress. I was able to kiss my girlfriend in public, hold my girlfriend's hand, call her baby, mm-hmm. you know, down the grocery aisle, babe, do you need this? And not be like, oh, fuck. You know, whereas like at home, I was like at the Piggly Wiggly. And I was like, Mandy, <laughs> what do you need? What do you need, Mandy? You know, and, and it was just like I could just breathe yeah. for the first time. Yeah. So I love California in that sense. I'm not a West Coast yeah. girly. No, my husband, we tried to move him out to Vegas and he lasted six months. So he did better than he did. Yeah. He's a Southern boy and he just has to be in the South. Yeah. So I yeah. get them. It's it's pretty wild to like hear our story. Still to this day, I'm like, we went through that? Like, holy shit. But at the same time, a lot of people are like, Mandy, how did you stick? I'm like, I don't think people understand how much I've learned about myself and about other people yeah. and about trauma and about empathy. Mm-hmm. in the last six years. And I think that Danae was put into my life because Capricorn, very, very rigid boundaries, very also my walls were as deep as a freaking bunker, you yeah. know? And so getting to know Danae, getting to know her life and her light and then seeing how <clears throat> empathy could just really open you up and open your heart up to people. It was like, she was my saving the grace in the same way that I was hers, you know? Mm-hmm. She opened my bunker up. Yeah. But then I also opened up hers, you know? And yeah. so I think a lot of people see our story. They're like, oh, my gosh. Like, that's so much trauma from, like, Danae's side of thing. I'm like, I was a culprit of my own, you know, shit that I was going through with my yeah. lack of dad and all of that stuff. And so... You guys both softened and healed Yeah, together. and... It blows me away that we're here today yeah. in this state. Look at you guys now. Yeah. When did you guys get on TikTok? Because oh everybody God. loves you guys. Um, I got <laughs> on at like the beginning of 2021. Mm-hmm. So like, you're like me. You fought the system until we had to get on it. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah. I'm not fucking getting on yeah. TikTok. Same, yeah. Oh, no, Danae, I sure. got on TikTok during the pandemic for probably four months. And Danae goes, delete that. It's going to ruin like, our lives. I, said, I was no. like, okay, I'll delete it. I said, hey. <laughs> President Trump came out <laughs> and said that China is corrupting us. So I was like, Mandy, you need to delete it. Yeah, and, and we were like, getting messages saying, like, somebody's going to embalm our house and all these crazy. Oh and I'm like, gosh. oh, my God. Well, like, people were sending us articles, like, they can track your house and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, Mandy. Yeah. You got to yeah. delete well, it. So I do. It was, like, a new app. It yeah. came out of fucking nowhere and blew up out of yeah. nowhere, you yeah. know. So, of course, so everybody was, like, yeah. one eye on it, you know. I was like, okay. Hi. Yeah, it'll no, so been back, back it's been, in 2021. Yeah, yeah, it's been life changing, like just in so many ways. I mean, I've always wanted to pursue a career in entertainment, like mm-hmm. acting or comedy. And like there's been doors open for that because of social media. And you're a funny motherfucker. Yeah. I appreciate that. I love it. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. So I'm I'm just working really hard to stay authentic and not I don't want to use the word sell out, but stay authentic in in the abilities that I have without trying to be everything for everybody. And yeah, well, I mean, being on, people don't realize that having the big followings that we do, you hear so much shit all day long that you start Mm -hmm. to kind of question like, who am I sometimes if you feed into it? Yeah. So staying authentic is 
really what, you know, your power it, yeah. because everybody changes who they are because of so many outside opinions that are coming in right. all the yeah. time. Yeah. And I also feel like we've, we've had a bit of a, I don't want to say luxury, but I do want to say luxury of getting on it when we're not 18. Right. You know, like I yeah, cannot yeah. imagine being like 18 and blowing up and being like, they're, like, they're, they're babies. Yeah. Literally. And, and I'm so glad that we went through all of that and then grew the platform, you know, after all that yeah. rather than through it. No. Oh sure. my god. No, if I was on there, listen, <laughs> if I was on TikTok in my 20s and 30s, I would have been fucked. I'd have been canceled 575 <laughs> times. There's literally no my way yeah, that I can be on there. Oh god. I, I have pooth now, you know, so yeah. I know how to like navigate the waters, but yeah. before, boy, I did not. Yeah. No, I did not need to have any sort of <laughs> megaphone when I was 18. <laughs> right. Anything like you needed to put some duct tape over my mouth. I was, yeah. Yeah. So thank God it's come at the time in our life where we are. But yeah. yeah, for sure. I'm so, so grateful for the platform. Too. Especially yeah. for watching Danae come out of her shell and just own who she is. It's like, yeah. people are always like, like, how does it feel, you know, or when Danae gets recognized, I'm, I'm like, I'm her biggest cheerleader. I was her Aww. biggest cheerleader when she was in her closet. Like, yeah. I don't think people understand like her watching her pursue something that she's done since she was a little girl mm -hmm. like she used to make homemade videos and then provide them for the audience of her family <laughs> and like a lot of those know. videos would get me canceled <laughs> yeah. but like hope mom is... doesn't leak them yeah we have them but yeah it, it is just it's so much fun and it's so much fun to be a part of and to watch flourish and yeah. I just love this space. Yeah, like opportunities, you know, like we're right now getting to talk yeah. to you. It's, I love it. I'm you so have happy just you been here. such a light. Yeah. You, the thing that I'm not trying to be the interviewer now, but the no, thing that fine. Mandy and I just absolutely love about you yeah. is how you are on social media is 100% how yeah. you are in real life. Oh, I appreciate you are that. Just such a genuine person, and you. Nowadays, because of social media, you can have so many smoke and mirrors. Oh, you can be yeah. whoever you want to be on oh, social yeah, media. No, it's crazy. Yeah. You know, you could have yeah. a dollar to your name and and be a millionaire on social media. You could be 300 pounds and make yourself look like you're, yeah. you know, a size yeah. zero on social media. So it's like, no, it's, crazy. it's crazy, but you do such a wonderful job of who you are in your life is who you are. Yeah, on you social. have an absolutely beautiful spirit. I love you. Yeah. you guys, do you guys want to make out? Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I'm ready. So, you know, just let me know. My husband will not mind. Trust me. <laughs> we can turn this into a whole nother type of video. Oh, wow. Maybe we can put this on OnlyFans. Let's oh, do yeah. OnlyFans, Bunny. Oh, my I have one. Oh, so, I'll bring you guys on anytime. Let's go. Uh, no, I always tell everybody I had to get everybody's attention with my clothes off, and now I make more more, more money with my clothes on. Like it's crazy. Love that. Are you guys I'm, gonna start an OnlyFans? I'm not. You know, <laughs> I, I, know I'm I'm not. Not. I don't think I, I am not. quite have the body for OnlyFans. You know, I tried to get on Feet Finders for a while, but a size. My main makeup artist just got on there. Pretty. Whoa. What is it? Pretty feet. Yeah. Yeah, Pretty girl. toes forever. On my, my username was long and skinny. <laughs> Wait, on Feet Finder? Oh my God, are they long and skinny? Yeah. Damn, look at these. They're size 11. I tried it out for two days. So I tried it out for two days and I was like, I was getting emails to my email. I'm like, what the hell? And I was like, you know, I just, this doesn't bring me joy. I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna I don't understand it. the appeal of feet. Yeah, I've never, I mean, and the no. guys like when you scrunch them too. Like, oh, what is that? They, yeah, I just, 
we I can't relate. We were actually getting messages that were like, "Can you do it in a different angle? They look a little too skinny." And I'm like, <laughs> "Too skinny." No, like, there's no we in that. I'm like, I don't have time. You to, can isolate that experience by yourself. Like, I don't have time to reposition my feet, dude. Like, that's God. hilarious. That is yeah. so funny. I've yeah. never. I have yet to do the feet finder thing, but I mean, yeah. if I ever listen, I won't pass up a dollar. So yeah. I mean, come down. I ain't about it. I'll do it too. So well, they weren't paying any dollars. Yeah. So. I need to steal somebody else's feet. Poor Danae. She's not, gonna. You're gonna be sleeping. Right? She's gonna be taking pictures Please of your don't. feet while you're Please asleep. Don't. She got beautiful feet, yeah. y'all. Oh, I beautiful bet. Asian feet, right here. I was what? gonna ask. Yeah. Are, are you mixed with yeah, Asian? With yeah. Japanese. Okay, yeah. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Very exotic. You got an exotic. Yeah. Yeah. I got me an exotic bra. There you go, baby. Tanessa's king. I'm just 100 percent hee haw. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So we what love. is what can we look for in the next? You know, what's 2023 got in store for you guys? What you got in store, baby? You're the one that has things in store. <laughs> I am pursuing acting. Yay. I've wanted to act my entire life, but um, I'm just dealing with a lot of other shit, bunny. Are you <laughs> doing like stand-up comedy and stuff like that? I do stand-up comedy occasionally, but it's not it's not what I want to pursue full time. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, if, if you know opportunities present themselves, like I have a couple of things lined up right now with stand-up, but mm-hmm. I'm really picky with that because it's not. It's so not we what could I... probably plug you in at Zany's. Yeah, okay. Or like we're doing a podcast tour and I've been thinking about having like musicians or comedians come out before we, you know, do our yeah, shows. Right so on. Yeah, we yes. definitely keep so you in the loop. Pick and yeah. choosing on mm-hmm. things like that for cool opportunities, like you yeah. just said. But yeah. my main focus right now is I want to pursue acting. I want to get into you know, television, especially like in the comedy realm. Yeah. yeah. It's gonna you. happen. Thank yeah. you. Manifesting it right now. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. What about you, babe? I, I I'm in like this weird space of, I feel like your supporting role, um, but we do it really. really thank well. you so much. I I love social media. I love creating. I love fashion. I actually just got a studio like set up for photography because I've always loved photography, Yay. and I really want to shoot like kind of editorial shots for some weird reason. Maybe, probably just for me, and I'll like maybe post some videos about it. But I think my creative outlet is supporting this chapter. Yeah, you know, and I I love doing that but I also I know that that's going to open up more doors for both of us absolutely I did that with Jay when we first got together he was the main character and I literally was the supporting actor just like you say and it works out because you know you're you have two people pouring so much energy into a dream it really does come to life yeah I don't think I don't think that it would not necessarily be fair but I don't think that Danae would feel as empowered to pursue what she was doing if I was like, no, I'm going to go do this, you 100%. know? 100%. That's what I was about to say. Growing up in a small town, the art, the arts and stuff are not really celebrated. And Mandy has... So I never really had people pushing me to do theater or drama or anything like yeah. that. But Mandy... God, she's just so good at like saying, you're so natural at that. You're so good at that. Pursue it. Go take an acting yeah. class. Go join an acting studio. And it's that, that it's that nudge of mm-hmm. constantly just saying like, you, you've got this. You're not yeah. too old to do this. Like, no. like yeah. go. That yeah. is also another thing with uh, Danae's career that I didn't know I loved is I love writing. Like I love writing a lot of her skits and a lot Yay. of her comedy things. And yeah. so that might be an avenue I go down, whether that's writing scripts for tv or just like something like comedy skits or i don't know and power couple yeah i just i i I love to create Mm -hmm. and whatever i'm doing to create something from nothing is where i think my body and mind thrives the most Mm -hmm. and right now it's with danae at the platform at the 
I love it. Yeah. I think you guys, all your guys' dreams is going to come true. You guys, yeah, all you got to do, I tell my team all the time, just put it in the air. Yeah. And literally the universe grabs it and makes it happen. Yeah. You're never too old. I'm going to be 43 in how long? When do I turn 43? Fucking three days, four days. Oh, right on. You're never too old. It took me until now to finally get everything I've worked hard for for the past fucking five years. You know, well, really, since I fucking left home at 14. But yeah. you're never too old. Don't ever let age limit you. You've never let anything limit you. So don't lim- let it limit you now. You Thank know? you for and saying that. I really appreciate you standing beside her, too, and pushing her. Thanks. I think that you guys have a really beautiful relationship. Thank and I can't wait so to much. see where it goes. Thanks. So you made it in you made it in California for two years. How'd you make it to Nashville? Danae said we're getting the hell out of California. <laughs> <laughs> Danae was like, fuck this kidding. shit. No, we I gotta we, go. We were in a place to we were in a in the place that we wanted to finally buy something. Like we wanted to put some type of roots and make a financial investment into some type of real estate. Because we love real estate. We yeah. love talking about portfolios and stuff like that. But we were looking at real estate in California and we're like, if we are self-employed, what the hell are we doing here? Mm-hmm. And so we were looking at different areas, Florida, Texas. We even looked at Colorado for a second. We were like, oh, I can't not. breathe out there. Yeah. I can't either. <laughs> I cannot. My lungs hurt after two <laughs> yeah. days of being there. Same. Absolutely. Yeah. And I don't drive a Subaru. You know? <laughs> so. And wear fucking uh, North Face. <laughs> right. And, and I don't really enjoy like climbing the mountains and mm-hmm. looking at elk all day. So I mean, I you like, can't really fucking climb because you can't breathe yeah. out there. I don't know how people live. Amen. Like, yeah. it's a great vacation spot yeah. for all you Coloradians out there. 24 love hours. Coloradians. Coloradians. Yeah, so we were looking at places to buy, and we visited Austin, Texas, because we just heard so many great things about Austin, Texas. We went I'm there. From Houston, so uh, really, mm-hmm. oh yeah, it, and we lo- I love Texas. I love yeah. like the the Texans that love Texas. I love that. Oh yeah, you know, no, they are proud Texan. Yeah. So we went to Austin and visited, and by day two or three, we signed a contract to build a house. Aww. We were just like, let's just do this. I don't know why. And then it, we just were desperate to get out of California. Yeah, so right. then we lived there for exactly 18 months. And Mandy's parents had put in our ear that they were excited to move to Nashville. And I said, well, my parents live two hours down the road. So yeah. what and about we, Nashville? We've always, we know Danae needs to be in the South. So we yeah. always knew we were going to come back more to the Southern roots of Danae. Um, we just didn't know when that was going to be the right time. And then when we lived in Austin, our house did so well because we bought it in 2019 and sold it in 2021 mm-hmm. um, and then moved here and then ended up buying the house that we have here. And Love it was it. like I said at the beginning, it was always my dream to live in Tennessee yeah. for some weird reason. I have no idea. I think it was because I was listening to some country music that talked about Tennessee probably. <laughs> Um, no, it was probably yeah. manifested that yeah. as a child. And I love it here. Yeah. No, it literally, it took me a long time to say fuck the West Coast. But yeah. I, whenever we go back, I'm always like, I can't wait to fucking get home. Yeah. You know? My husband's like, we just bought a fucking house here. What are you yeah. talking about? You know? Right. Yeah. So, and it's, it's crazy because it's like peaceful. the West Coast, it is amazing. Like the, the culture and so much about it is so incredible. But there's also a flip side. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then here. I always tell people, they're like, how do you like it? I'm like, it's like a warm hug. It's peaceful. Like, it is so peaceful. peaceful. It's not so filled with vanity. Mm -mm. There's relationships that actually care 
I'm allowed to talk to my neighbor, you know, and that's a weird concept to me. I swear to God, weird. My <laughs> husband and I la- j- laugh all the time because when he moved to Vegas, he would go and talk to all the neighbors, and I'm yeah. like, "Why are you doing yeah, that? Yeah, like stop, stop. Yeah, stop. like stop like, fucking talking to the weird. neighbors. We yeah. don't do that. She did that too, and I was like, "What are you doing? Yeah, no, same. <laughs> like it's such a it's a culture shock. Yeah. I didn't even I had never even seen what are those glow bugs, the glitter bugs? What are they oh, called? The li- lightning, lightning bugs. <laughs> but they call them something else too, Fireflies. right? Fireflies. Yeah, yeah. I'd never yeah. seen a firefly yeah. until I moved. I was like, what the fuck is flying in the air? <laughs> yeah. Am I high? What's going on? My husband's like, no, baby, they're okay. fucking fireflies. We have <laughs> some of the same things because when when are when are they out? I think like the summer. So yeah. they they were like going over the little green space in our house here in Tennessee, and um, they were all like lighting like a freaking movie. Dude, and I grabbed like my so phone. And I was beautiful, like, right? Yeah, I was like, this is so incredible. I didn't know that these were real. <laughs> yeah. And Danae was like, what are you doing? I was like, babe, what are you doing? Those are lightning bugs. She was like, what's a lightning bug? Yeah. yeah. I still won't call them lightning bugs. I'm like, they're fireflies. Yeah, they're fireflies. It's the the politically correct way to say it for us uh, West Coast people, I guess. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for being here. Why don't you shout out your socials so that people can find you? Absolutely. So my TikTok is Danae Hayes and my Instagram is Danae Dot Hayes. H-A-Y-S. No E. Yeah. And I'm Mandy Kai. M-A-N-D-I-E-K-A-I-I on both Instagram and TikTok. And then we have a shared YouTube. Mandy and Danae. Cute. Yeah. Yay. We love it. Well, you guys have to promise me that you'll come back in like a we year. Absolutely. With you guys. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank, Thank you so, so much. much. Thank you so much. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Dumb Blonde. I will see you guys next week. Bye. What's up, guys? Don't forget to sub to Patreon so that you can see the visuals. Because not only do we have episodes of the podcast, we have exclusive content that nobody else sees on any other apps, behind the scenes, photo shoots, and we're dropping a whole bunch of surprising stuff this year. So if you guys don't want to miss out and you want to be the first to know, go over to our Patreon, www.dumblondunrated.com. Love ya. The symptoms started on your face. Your skin turned thin and saggy. Deep wrinkles formed. Your hair got thin and your nails got brittle. Then your muscles became weak and your joints stiffened. The good news is Radiance, the next generation of collagen replacement, is finally here. While others offer one type of collagen, doctor-formulated Radiance brings four types of collagen, and each is designed to slow not only the outward aging you see, but the inside aging you can't see. I absolutely love using Radiance. It has made my skin plumper. I can see a difference within the first two weeks of using it. I mean, it makes it look like you drank an entire bottle of water and plumped your skin up. This stuff is amazing. Trust me, guys, you will love it. It's your choice. Take other collagen products and wait months for results or trust Radiance with their faster results promise. You'll see improved skin elasticity, fewer fine lines and wrinkles, plus stronger hair and nails or your money back. Get 15% off your first order at BrickHouseNutrition.com, promo code BUNNY, B-U-N-N-I-E. That's BrickHouseNutrition.com, promo code BUNNY, B-U-N-N-I-E.